Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. purpose. A year ago, I thought I experienced the worst betrayal of my life. Honestly, I can't even believe I'm even saying these words. A year ago, I haven't seen you in a year. I haven't heard your voice in a year. You haven't attended family dinners in a year. We haven't dressed alike in a year. No Target runs in a year. No McNair stories in a whole year. How have we survived an entire 365 days in this time capsule? Some days, it's as if time stands still. And other days, it's as if an eternity has passed. It's hard to explain. And most days, even I'm at a complete loss for words for the depth of our feelings or the range of emotion we feel on a daily basis. But I digress. I told you I thought I experienced the worst betrayal of my life. The day God called you home, I stepped outside of myself. I had to in order to function and to make sure that mommy and daddy could literally make it from one day to the next. I had to ascend to a spiritual plane if I was going to operate in this natural world. I was so far outside of reality that since school was starting in a few days, I thought I would start teaching like normal. It wasn't until Erica sat me down and made me realize that I needed not make my students suffer in such a way. I could actually hear you in my head at that point. April, you're crazy. But again, I was really on some Black Panther trip at that moment. I was thinking outside of limitations. However, after about a week, when I started to come back to myself, it was in that moment that I began to fully process what was taking place in our lives. And as that recognition took place, I began to feel betrayed by God. Why was this happening? Why wouldn't God change the story? Why did God do this to me? I already know what you're thinking. This isn't about me. And you're right, it's not. But in those moments, all I could think about were the many prayers I had prayed. The prayers that right now, I felt like weren't being answered. It was betrayal. And it was betrayal from the being I trusted the absolute most in life, God. I went from being all the way up to all the way down. And no one probably knew it because you know, I'm such an internal processor. 
But a year ago, I felt like my heart was ripped and shredded and broken all at the same time. I knew for sure that I couldn't properly say goodbye to you without a certain assurance. And as the word tells us in James 1 and 5, if we lack wisdom, we can ask God and he gives it to us freely. But we must ask in faith, not wavering. So I had to go boldly to God and ask God why he would betray me. The day before we were set to say goodbye to you, the Holy Spirit enveloped me in such an overwhelming sense of calm. God simply whispered to me to the word peace. It was then that I came to the revelation that this was not about me. The Holy Spirit also brought back to my remembrance one particular instance when you and I were together and you asked me to pray for you. And I said, no, you pray. You said, you want me to pray? I said, well, you do pray, right? You said, I don't use complete sentences, but yes, I pray. We laughed, but then you proceeded to pray until we felt the Spirit. When God visited me that day, I realized that He didn't betray me. He answered you. It's tough to accept. It's painful without you. We wish you were here. We will never stop missing you. There will always be a void. You are and will always be irreplaceable. I still wish there could have been another way, that you could have received your deliverance on this side, experienced your healing on this side. But I have no doubt in my mind that you fulfilled your purpose while you were here on this earth. God had a plan for your life and we saw his hand upon you. Your spirit and legacy will never die because it is deeply ingrained in each of us. The days, the nights, the weeks, and the months, they're hard. I shy away from saying that this has been the worst year of our life because my crazy faith still wants me to believe that everything God does is good. But it is the hardest, the most difficult, the most challenging. We feel like decathletes because we have to exhibit sheer will just to start another day. But somehow, some way, each day we find grace and mercy and God's daily bread to keep going, to keep living. The world is still in a pandemic. Can you believe that? Just when we thought things were getting better, they took a downward spiral and we seem to be right back where we started. Imagine a world last year where we were praying for a vaccine. And now imagine a world this year where we're having to beg people to take said vaccine. Trust me when I say it's crazy down here, but I know you don't envy us. You're out in those heavenly streets with no trouble, no dying, no crying, nothing but celestial things. Give Jesus a shout out for me. I read something a few weeks ago that asked the question, how can I move on? This particular person had also experienced a terrible loss, much like we experience. As a lover of the English language, I believe she was hung up on the phrasing, moving on. 
It suggests forgetting or erasing, more like getting over. Mommy will often comment, I can't ever move on from this. We will never move on from you. How could we? God blessed us with 33 abundant, amazing years of Charnel Rayshon Davenport. There are memories upon memories of you. At a moment's notice, we often channel your energy, summon your voice, and see your smile. Why would we ever want to remove you from our lives? You'll never be in the past for us. We'll always carry you in our spirits and years from now, your impact will be felt. There simply is no moving on. Any indication of such brings immediate pain, and it's easy to see why someone who is already grieving feels a dual sense of grief when they hear the words. However, if we're to believe that God knows our beginning and our end, and that He Himself is Alpha and Omega, then we can accept that while we will never move on, but by God's infinite grace and his unyielding strength, we can indeed move forward. We can move forward knowing the God who has sustained us in ages past will sustain us in time to come. We can move forward because just as you fulfill your purpose, we too have a purpose to fulfill. And as long as we are still living and still breathing, we must do the work of our Father until the very day that Jesus Christ comes back. We can move forward because the Word encourages us to endure hardness as a good soldier. And I am of the firm belief that we are not enduring this trial for our sakes alone. I believe in the depth of my soul that someone has come to Christ and someone else will come to Christ because of what they see God doing in our lives. We can move forward because ultimately our faith does not lie in our own understanding or our misunderstanding. It does not lie in our pain, but rather it lies in the promise. It lies in Jesus Christ alone. I can't help but rejoice in the words of Hebrews 12. Wherefore seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You are now in that great cloud of witnesses, and we can move forward because we each have a race to run. And as we look to the author and finisher of our faith, we remember Jesus and all he endured to give us power of the resurrection. And if we know him in the fellowship of his suffering, then we also know him in the power of his resurrection. So yes, we can move forward, but don't get it twisted. I'm not lessening the pain. I'm not saying this hasn't been a process. 
and we're just in the beginning phases. But if I want you to know anything, I want you to know that while this has been the longest year of our lives, we didn't come out of it without learning that God is faithful to that which he has promised. There is hope. And there is something about hope that allows one foot to keep going in front of the other. I know you are often overwhelmed with the instructions, but remember, I used to remind you to keep reading until you got to the promises. It's those instructions and those promises that have been the firm foundation for us these past 365 days. But I don't have to tell you that because you're now dwelling with the living word. Your reading has turned to praising and worshiping. I imagine like so many other times in life, we often find ourselves doing the same things. If I keep reading, I find myself praising and worshiping. Let me share with you some instructions and promises that have shielded me during this year. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Great is the Lord's faithfulness. They are new every morning. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And these are just snippets that I have found consolation and hope in because I have found it in all of God's word. I also found joy in remembering you. Some days those memories bring me sadness, but most days, they fill me with a great joy and gratitude in knowing that I was greatly blessed to be your big sister. It will always be one of my greatest honors. It's been a roller coaster year, that's for sure. I'll repeat it. Some days I still don't believe you're gone, but I'll repeat this too. If nothing else, I'm so glad that we know Jesus, and I'm glad that you knew him too. It means that one day we will be reunited and it will be better than good. This is why we hold on to our faith. 
And that is why we can have hope. And that is why the love of God is the strongest force in the world. There's so much more that I could say, but the bottom line is 365 days later, we are still here. It's all God. And as we move forward, I have no doubt that it will always be all God. It's my forever testimony. One year later, we miss you, we love you, and we owe God our best praise for allowing you to spend 33 years with us. And for you, mommy is still eating hot wings and drinking Pepsi every single week. And you'll always have all of my love. Oh, by the way, is there any chocolate in heaven? I love you. I'm so glad that my sister is resting with the king and it is my ultimate prayer that you too will get to know Jesus. If you don't know him, I invite you to know him in this very moment. It is a simple prayer. All you have to do is admit that you need him in your life right now and believe that he is the son of God and that he came to save you. And if you're willing to pray that prayer with me, then I welcome you into the body of Christ. And I welcome you to have a fresh start. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Thank you, God, that somebody somewhere is getting to know you in this very moment. And thank you, God, for my sister, whom you now are having in the bosom of your care. And thank you for holding my family in the palm of your hand for these past 365 days. It's been a great journey. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thanks so much for being with us for season three. We can't wait to have you with us for season four. We love you so much. Make sure that you're always connected with us. We love you, God bless you, and always keep watching. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.